Welcome, Lacey Nelson here, your host of the Manage Like a Leader podcast and the Facebook group Transcend, the go-to place for all things leadership, management, and HR you need to run your gym. If you're an owner ready to level up your leadership and your team's performance, if you want to attract the best, to develop the strongest teams, and to keep them the longest, to rise above your competition, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hey, Lacey here. You may or may not know that my first couple years of leading were a complete and absolute disaster. Uh, I was not good at leading a team. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I let my team perform terribly and um, I was not motivating to them. I probably muddied the waters. I know I muddied the waters. And one of the ways that I did this was I lied, relied almost entirely on a democratic style of leadership when I should have been taking it out, especially that early on in uh, my career with that team, very sparingly. So what the heck is a democratic style of leadership? Not politics, guys. I know it's that time of year, especially this year, but I am not talking about politics. I am talking about the style of leadership where you get everybody's input and what they think, and then you use that information to, by majority rule, decide on something and move it forward. This has a place. It has a time. It should be used sparingly, not relied on solely. Let's talk about when it works best. A democratic approach works getting a whole bunch of input from all of the stakeholders at the table, all of your team, when you genuinely as the leader are uncertain about what direction to take and you need to get this input from your employees that have the capability to give you some input. When it goes off the rails and falls apart and causes just a total shitstorm that you've got to figure out how to come back from is when you don't set up the boundaries and the expectation for your team as to how much authority their opinion is actually going to have. So when you're gathering their input and their feedback and you're relying on it 100% to make your decision and you're not trusting your gut, you're not checking it back in with vision, mission, purpose, and you're getting lost in the weeds, your whole team pays for that. Things get really confusing. Muddy waters get really muddied. Um, it, Like I said, it does have value when you're trying to build buy-in and you really don't know that, or maybe you don't really know the right way to go, or it's a piece of a larger picture that they can have a, dis- they can decide on and it, it isn't going to make or break something for them to have that authority. But uh, what the democratic style really works well to do is surface ideas about how to implement the vision, not to cast the vision. It's generating fresh ideas for executing it. So when we use these feedback sessions and they're useful, the leader has to be open also to everything. You've got to be willing to hear the good. You have to be willing to listen to some tough stuff. You have to be willing to listen to ideas that you know aren't going to work or that you are really closed off to, but be willing to hear them out. And you have to be willing to hear out, 
things that you maybe don't want to hear. You have to keep an environment where everybody can speak up. Now, it has, like I said, it has its drawbacks. When you're over-relying on this approach, it's exasperating because guess what? Your meetings where there's just meeting after meeting after meeting and all we're doing is mulling over ideas. Should we add this class? Should we take this class out of the schedule? Should we uh, provide this style of workout as a class offering? Should we not? And you're mulling these ideas over and you're searching for consensus and you're never going to get it. It remains elusive. The only actual visible outcome that you get from this meeting is that you get more meetings. A leader has to put a timeline around uh, gathering this information. If you're using this style to put off crucial decisions and hoping that you're going to get some kind of consensus from your team, and like I said, you're offloading the responsibility of actually just making the call, it causes so much confusion and lack of direction. And it really can result in significant delays or it can actually even escalate conflict. I, my problem was, guys, I was young. I was in my early 20s and didn't have a lot of confidence as a, as a leader. I didn't know what I was doing. I've shared before that um, people had always told me a leader, told me I was a leader when I was young. And so, you know, hey, I believed it. But uh, carrying yourself like a leader and being able to actually execute and have an effective amount of tools to draw from and lead a team, not to mention a team where many of the members were 15 to 20 years my senior, um, that's a whole different ballgame. And I really was uh, wanting to not have these people feel offended because I was so young. I was being oversensitive to that um, and was just trying to get consensus of, by the way, this team that I inherited was a train wreck. My, I'm not saying I couldn't lead them because, oh, they were a mess. I couldn't lead them because I couldn't lead. I was learning how to lead well. Um, but having having them be in a in the state they're in this was even a poor choice given that they I was looking for consensus with a group that couldn't even decide where to go to lunch together um that's what was happening and this uh it just was was a horrible choice but it felt comfortable because I was looking to the group and I was asking for that I was looking for consensus and I was trying to not ruffle too many feathers and that is not what they needed when I finally uh, put put on my big girl pants and learned how to lead this group and uh, got actually let go of some team members that were holding it back and were toxic um, and drew some definite lines in the sand and learned how to use some other very valuable and necessary skills to lead this team, uh, boy, they responded. The team, my team responded so well to having me actually have some firm boundaries and rely on that democratic style only when it came to figuring out implementation for something and and also saying sometimes we're not going to have consensus but I just want your feedback. Guys, democratic style is valuable but it it can be a tool to to build your team but relied on alone it's really detrimental to the progress of your team. It is not something that I recommend doing as a standalone skill, something that you should be coupling with other things. So when you are coupling this democratic style with 
teamwork and collaboration and conflict management and using your influence, when you're an excellent communicator, when you're listening and gathering input and really truly want to hear your employees' thoughts, when you're linking it to the coaching style so you are taking what their thoughts are and you're maybe not verbalizing it, but you're mentally checking, okay, this is important to them because they their value is X right now. They you know you've got the person really pushing for this new class style. Well, they want to teach it because you know that's one of their goals. Um, so you're really listening for what's going on behind what's being said. When you couple it with these really uh, important emotional intelligence skills, you also can really build collaborators um, in your team. You can get your team working as a team um, rather than just receiving top-down information and carrying it out. You can make big changes when it's a tool in your tool belt. The first four leadership styles, guys, that I've covered, the visionary, the coaching, the affiliative or relationship builder, and now the democratic, these are great ways to build resonance with your team. They all create strong, positive impact on the emotional climate of an organization. If done well, they can really, really bring your team together. So I spoke down a little bit about democratic style more than the others, because I misused it and had a lot of uh, experience doing it poorly. But let me assure you, doing it well can be really, really powerful. When you're looking to to build um, consensus, you're building buy-in. And sometimes you don't, you, you can lay out, like I said, you can lay it out. We're not going to get consensus on this, but I really want your feedback. It's valuable. What do you think? And you create an environment where they really can share their ideas and they're going to be respected even if you don't agree. And you're getting their feedback and their opinions on things. You are creating space for your top performers to rise to the top, to build collaboration, and you're probably going to learn something when you're taking the time to really listen and for listening to what's behind what they're saying as well. So democratic style has its place. Use it appropriately and it can help move your team along. It's a great tool to have in your back pocket. Um, It's valuable, especially when your group is exceptionally diverse and you need to be able to have the ability to attune to a wide range of people and understand what's going on with them um, as a group. When you use this style, you're going to hear all kinds of things come out because you're giving space for it to happen. I want to hear if this is something that you've used with success or if, like me, you've used it really poorly and then learned later how to use it appropriately. Until next time, manage like a leader.